the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts of the 2022 WVBA Talk Show of the Year, Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Hey, good morning. Welcome into Panhandle Live. It is the Wednesday edition. Marsha Kavalik here. Jordan Warner is having his vacation, and he, he sent me some pictures. Uh, he's enjoying some family time. Let me just say that. I, I can't wait to talk to him on Friday and uh, get the deets about this uh, great uh, program that he went to. He's, he's like uncle of the year, so I know he was all about supporting his uh, his nephew in his school play. And so he's I think he's living his best life right now. Hopefully he's not awake right now, not listening. I hope he get, got to sleep in. Anyway, uh, Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton & Janelle. They're your full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland. And they are uh, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to your needs. Visit Sutton and Chanel's new historic location, downtown Martinsburg, 224 West King Street, or online at any time, suttonandjanelle.com. We sure appreciate their support of local radio. And uh, it is, of course, the Christmas season, so I am thrilled to bring into the studio once again. It's been too long. Hope Community Church Pastor Chris Jones, welcome in. It's good to be back. Yeah, it's great to have you in, in studio and all that. This is a Super Bowl time for you guys, right, uh, in, in the ministry. This is our season, yeah, mm-hmm. Christmas. <laughs> There's two of them, Christmas and Easter. Sure. And if, uh, without either of them, there wouldn't be a church. So, so yeah, we're super jacked about it. So now the church is open, you know, other times during the year. But <laughs> obviously, <It is. laughs> you'll get a lot of foot traffic uh, because people, you know, are visiting family. And they, you know, feel like it, this is a time they're compelled to come in the doors. It's a great opportunity for a ministry, right? Yeah, sure. Um we have a, a very broad demographic church. So there's, you know, older folks and a lot of younger folks. And so, um, so this time of year, yeah, families are getting together and, and we've got, you know, options for, for when to show up different times and all those type of things. So we, uh, we gear up for this time of, time of year. We don't, we don't take vacation this time of year. Right. <laughs> so, um, you guys have a, a, offshoot church uh, yeah. another branch in berkeley springs so uh hit us with what the what the calendar looks like this week uh and what some of the opportunities are and then we're going to talk about the, the actual message yeah so tonight actually today's wednesday yeah tonight mm-hmm. at seven o'clock at our hedgesville campus there on route corner of route nine in back creek valley we have a thing we've been doing for years now called the christmas carol collective so <clears throat> it's not a normal church service we just all sit in a big group and sing Christmas carols and and eat and we pack the building out and so it's it's just a ton of fun yeah it kind of get gets everyone kind of in, involved in yeah the season, yeah right? it's just bring the whole family and and we just sit around and sing together so um probably started doing that I don't know five or six years ago or more yeah maybe That's more a, than that do you sing sure yeah it's awesome 
<laughs> so um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm sure you guys have a full complement of activities or opportunities for folks. Yeah, we're, well, we're having Christmas. We are having Christmas Day services. And, um, you know, with the with being post-COVID and everybody being online, there are there are some churches that are just doing online services, but um, but we're going to be open and uh, everybody's kind of figuring out what they're going to do as far as the church world is concerned. We just thought we'd we'd be open on Christmas Day, a 945 and 1115 service and then in Berkeley Springs at 10 o'clock. And they'll be different. They won't be a normal church service, but it, again, it'll be family oriented. And so we're excited about that. Um, and then something unique we're doing is not really a church service, but we call it serving through the season. So, uh, I'm getting ready to leave here and go help work on somebody's house, you know? So, um, so we're doing that all the way up through Christmas and just trying to make sure it's getting cold. People need heat. People need food. There are parallel tracks yeah. of Christmas. Um, the secular world uh, celebrates the big red man, you know, the band, man in the big red suit, and yep. uh, a lot of presents, a lot of um, you know, parties, and it's an opportunity to to socialize, network. Um, and then there's the Christian track, um, you know, celebrating the reason for our hope. Talk about that. Yeah, I don't mind both tracks. I don't mind the... I don't mind Santa Claus. <laughs> I think it's pretty, um, you know, it's fine. And, and if you go all the way back in the history of Santa Claus, it's not a bad, it's, it's a good, it's a good history. But um, for us uh, as followers of Christ, it, it's, it's the, um, you know, the reason for the season is a cliche that everybody uses. But um, without that, uh, I think everything we do at Christmas would look a lot different. Um, a lot of the generosity that happens uh, at Christmas time, a lot of the helping each other at Christmas time, um, it is a bit different from the consumerism, and, and so that comes from that comes from a faith-based uh, platform to to say, hey, you know what? It's not just about me receiving gifts; it's about me helping somebody else at this time. And and so a lot of people do turn towards that during Christmas time to say, hey, you know what? I need to teach my kids or my family needs to be focused about something else than just me. And so who can we help during this time? Who could we reach out to? And so the church, the church hopefully is able to stay on the forefront of that because, uh, you know, we didn't, we didn't go to God and say, Hey, you know, we need a representative to come down here and help us out. Um, John three sixteen says he loved us so much that he came here. And so, um, that model of God coming to us is what we use to go to other people. And Christmas time is, um, is a perfect time uh, to be able to do that. So we just try to go all in on that and, and support families and kids. And, and the, the truth is people are still hurting. People are, are still hurting today in this area and still have big needs and facing real difficulties and, and if we uh, if we band together as a church and as a community, then we can we can uh, help manage that better. And you're not knocking on doors and saying, "Hey, we're going to help you, but you have to come to church." No, no, N- no. Uh, we don't ask for anything. Um, it's just we want to see people be in a better circumstance, be better. And um, so there is no prerequisite. There is no. Uh, there is no follow up where you have to, you know, 
sign a contract with us to come to church mm-hmm. for the next three months. I I know in our family we have we had a, a gentleman who passed away a couple of uh, years ago, but he he came to Christ in his fifties. Um, he you know wasn't a bad guy, but he, yeah, yeah. Um, but once he was converted, um, he was all in on yeah. helping at the church, and it was almost like such an intrinsic motivation for him. Mm. Talk about that. I'm sure you've seen that. Those are some of the best workers in in the church, and yeah. and no one has to tell them where to stand or where to go. Yeah. No, when you have a life transforming experience, then then it it does just that. It transforms everything you do. It's not just a little side thing that you add on, and um, and having a relationship with Christ by definition is that a life transforming experience. So. One of the things that we do that, that may be a little bit different is I say that the local church is part of the calling on your life. It's part of the way you flesh out God's plan for you. It's not the whole thing. Uh, and and some people think, oh, everything I do has to be in the local church. And I, don't, I don't believe that. I think, it, I think it should be in your neighborhood, in the school system that your kids are part of, in your employment. Yeah, should you be part of a local church? Obviously, I'm a pastor. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> but... I think probably the majority of that faith should be carried out outside of the church. And, and so Christmas time, um, Thanksgiving, Easter, all these big national holidays give us the ability to flesh all that out in real time, not just through the church, but to walk over to a neighbor and make sure they don't make sure they, they're, they don't need anything. Walk, you know, whoever you're working beside at work, making sure they're good. And so, that's the way this thing, that's the way this faith actually walks itself out. There is a church portion Sunday morning or whenever you're volunteering or going to a connect group. But the majority of that should look like an everyday life, how you treat people at work and, and those type of things. So, so we do encourage volunteerism at church, but we make sure people know that's not the only, that's not the only route. I know you, you, um, you know, mentioned uh, people in the church helping out and, and all of that and, and helping folks who are kind of in desperate, yeah. vulnerable points in their lives. Um, this is the time when the church can really shine, not only in meeting those physical needs, but also providing those answers. Because I, I think someone said it very well, there's there's a God-sized hole in a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so if someone is kind of church adjacent or faith adjacent, they've been um, around people of faith, but they, they're not sure how they get in to yeah. that. You know, how do you get into that lifestyle? What's it all about? You guys seem to be happier. You seem to have your, your acts together. <laughs> Depends on today's Wednesday. So I'm pretty happy, but <laughs> the look, everybody, America has had church for a long, long time and it's had different iterations of it and, and it's ebbed and flowed in our culture. And what I would say right up front is that the church is not perfect. I'm not perfect. I'm going to disappoint people. Um, if you catch me on a bad day, I might not be a great representative of Christ. It, it's just who we are. We're still people. And so what happens is we superimpose what we've seen people do as if it was God. And we forget that those people are trying to flesh it out just like everybody else. And so we're trying to figure out, hey, like I had a really good day today, but yesterday I lost my temper. And and the 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 petri dish, I guess, is society. Like we're all trying to figure this out together. We're all 
we're all trying to figure out how to treat each other. And the church is trying to also try to be an example, uh, which is a little bit of you're carrying that weight. And so what I try to remind people is if you see something in me it, that isn't exactly um, biblical or a great model of Christ, that's not a, that's not a ding on Jesus. That's on me. And so, um, so I quoted John three sixteen. It's a very famous verse that God loved the world. The thing that I've been trying to communicate to people today, with all of our crazy culture and the animosity that's happening between people and the and the political difficulties and all this just angst that is ramping up to a ten level. That John 3.17 says that God didn't come into the world to condemn it, but that through him it might be saved. So all of a sudden, this time of year, with all the post-COVID and political stuff and all the stuff that everybody's We're all angry at each other. We're just mad. <laughs> the, the rap that the church has gotten over the years is that the church judges, God is judging people and condemning people. And right there, John writes, no, 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 no. Jesus didn't come. This is Christmas time. He didn't come to condemn anybody. We were already condemned. We're, we already can't figure it out. So why would God come and just reinforce that? So Jesus didn't come just to tell everybody they were going to hell. He gave them a way to escape, gave them a way to experience new life, gave them a way to experience eternal life. So, so my message this time of year is, look, we're at a level 10. This is like, this feels like breaking point as far as our psyche is concerned and, and, our, and our culture is concerned. So we don't need anybody coming in condemning us. We already know it's not working. Everybody already knows it's not working. So here the Christmas message is God comes in and says, I'm not here to condemn you. I'm here to set you free. I'm here to show you a better way. I'm here to give you new life. And that is a huge um, shift from what we're doing now because um, I said this recently all we have as humans is condemnation all we have is punitive things because we don't know how to do anything else we, we don't really have anything else to offer so if somebody messes up there's punit there's a there's a punishment consequences there's consequence all these things so really what God did was he came in sent Jesus this is the time of year we celebrate that sent Jesus to say, okay, I can break that cycle. I can break that cycle. Now it's just not punitive. Now there's actually a, a different life that you can live. Now there's now you can offer hope. So in and of myself, I can't offer anybody hope beyond what I'm capable of. So I may be able to, become, be able to come over and fix a couple things at your house, but I can't change your life. I just can't. I don't have the means to do that. But But God loved us enough to where he sent Jesus to us who has the means to do that? Who can tr radically transform your mind and your and and take away depression? All those things. It is possible. And so now, all of a sudden, this time of year, humanity has hope, and it's different from when we turn on the news, and it's different from when we talk to our neighbors and 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 they're sick or they're really struggling. We look at them and like, I don't, I just, I can't. Got nothing. I can't fix that. <laughs> right. And so now, all of a sudden, we have hope, and that's. That's a message that we focus on this time of year. It's really all year, but we get to focus on it this time of year. So I think someone might be curious, is it really transformative? Have you seen people really changed 
by coming to to faith. Absolutely. And I want to make a clarification because people often associate, well, I have to go to church. You know, that's the first step, go to church. And really, um, the church is a supportive mechanism that God put in place for a relationship with him. It's not the relationship with him. So we get this mindset, well, I'm going to become a better person. I'm going to go to church. <laughs> you may you may go to church and be the same person you are <laughs> because, because what we can get mixed up is like um, behavior modification. Well, I'm going to go to church and I'll, I won't drink as much. I'll you know, treat my wife better. I won't cuss as much. I won't yell at the kids. And that's just because I'm hanging around different people. That's not really... That's not really life transformation. I can I can modify my behavior by just hanging out with different people. No, but what Christ does is he comes in and says, I'll make you new. I'll make you different. And and I'll give you eternal life. And that's where life transformation happens. And then the church is is where you flesh those things out. The church is where you grow together and you learn together. Oftentimes people make that the first step where they go like, well, I've got to start going to church. And I'm not discouraging anyone from going to church. Uh, I'm a pastor. It'd be self-defeating to discourage right. people from going to church. But but just coming to church um, might, might not fix it all just because you're hanging out with different people. So the, so the especially this time of year, the crux of the matter is it's Jesus. That's, that's who radically transforms us. The churches can introduce you. The church can support you. The church can give you a mechanism to walk that faith out and an outlet for your faith. All those things are true. But the church in and of itself doesn't change you. And so I do encourage people, man, find a good church. There's tons of them around. Find a good one. And and go and, and have a great time and love on people and let people love on you. But the church isn't what changes you. It's Jesus. So... Hope Community Church obviously has a lot going on, a lot of um, small groups and all of yeah. that. So folks who are in a particular season of life can find like-minded folks or or mentors and that. Um, so talk about how someone new to the area or new to the faith or, or trying to find a church could navigate that. Or do they you know, talk to someone at the door? Or do they email you guys? Everybody Googles it now. Or mm-hmm. you find a, something on TikTok or Instagram or You guys Twitter are on TikTok? I think so. <laughs> Not you, someone. <laughs> Somebody out there is on TikTok. So uh, nine times out of ten, that's how it happens. And we do have an online presence, and we do stream on Sunday mornings. You can find my sermons online, all those type of things. And so we'll, uh, we'll have people show up at the church. Hey, I've been watching you for the last three months online. Just, just decide to stop in. Um, so that's, I would say that's the majority of the way people are finding churches now or, or, or finding, um, some type of faith. Um, so it's not when it first started happening, I've been doing this 20 plus years when it first started happening, it was very strange to me. Um, but now it's like, oh, well, I almost expect them to find us online, watch a couple sermons, make sure that, you know, it would be a good fit. Mm -hmm. Test drive it. Yeah, sure. Like I'm me and I realize I'm not, I'm not, um, you know, I don't suit everybody and that's, that's totally fine. Find a church that, that you can relate to, find a group of people that you can do life with and a, and a pastor you can relate to and, and go there and enjoy it and be part of it. But, um, 
I don't think one size fits all. It's so hit us with the service times again for Christmas at Hope Community Church. Christmas Day, uh, this Sunday, is 945 and 1115. And then we're actually doing new service times at uh, starting January 1st, which is also a Sunday. So uh, that's 9 o'clock and 1030. We'll be moving on from there, 9 o'clock and 1030. So. Start your new year out. And um, yeah. I know you guys have a lot of programs with the Daniel Fast and all of that. Yep. So all of that available on your social media. Yeah, as you it can were. find it. MyHC.Church, YouTube, Facebook, and I think TikTok. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> Pastor Chris Jones from Hope Community Church, thanks yeah. for the message. Yeah, thank you. Take care. So uh, more Panhandle Live after this quick break. Taking local stories and sharing them with the four state. This is Panhandle Live. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, Attorneys at Law. Marcia Kavalk in with you. It is the Wednesday edition of Panhandle Live. And um, I don't know if you've been out today, but it's cold. Uh, I had to get gas this morning. I uh, wanted to make sure because we got, I'll talk about this too. We got a winter weather advisory going on right now too. So I thought, oh, better get some, some gas ahead of the storm. And so I went to the place that had my 30 cents off a gallon of gas because I've been a good consumer of their of their store. And um, I'm not going to call them out, but um, their pump was really slow. And I, I was regretting my life choices because it was just one of the slowest pumps I've ever been in. And the air was just so bitingly cold. Uh, I'm looking at the temp. From what I can see right now, it's about 26 degrees. It was 23 when I was pumping my gas. Uh, and I, I really thought this, probably this 30 cents off a gallon, not worth it this morning. <laughs> um, but as you've been hearing on our um, newscast this morning, the National Weather Service out of Baltimore, Maryland, has issued a winter weather message. Uh, a winter weather advisory is in effect from 4 a.m. tomorrow to 4 p.m. Uh, so they're expecting in our listening area mixed precipitation, total snow and sleet accumulations of one to three inches with localized amount, amounts of three to five possible west of I-81, ice accumulations uh, could be a trace to a tenth of an inch. Uh, and if you're out in the western areas of our listening area, you're probably not you know, thrilled about hearing that because uh, some folks in Morgan County lost power during the latest uh, storm that we had. But as usual, as we always caution you and our uh, friends over at the EMS uh, from Jefferson County, Caution, today's the day to get ready. You know, make sure that your car has uh, good tires, you've got gas in it, that you've um, got adequate scrapers and all of that. And if you do have to go out tomorrow, that you have some emergency supplies uh, in, in you know, extra water, something to, to eat. If you've got kids or pets, something to occupy. Because I know a lot of people are traveling this time of year. Um, also, let folks know where you're going to be. Make sure that your uh, you know, cell phone is charged up. And at home, make sure that you have alternate fuels, that you've got uh, stocks of um, you know, food that you, that you like to eat so that you, know, you don't have to get out unless you absolutely you know, have some sort of emergency issue. So uh, just pay attention to all that. I don't think this is going to be, it doesn't sound like it's going to be a huge weather event. The problem is the temps are so low that whatever um, comes down will tend to stick. 
So uh, just be mindful of that. We don't want anyone to panic, but we do want everyone to be prepared. So you've been listening to Panhandle Live at the um, bottom of the hour break. We're going to have our news. And then after that, triumphantly back uh, from her time at Miss America, we're going to have Miss West Virginia, Elizabeth Lynch on. So I can't wait to hear her perspective of all the things that she, uh, you know, experienced last week. So stay tuned for that. You're listening to Panhandle Live on the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, part of the Panhandle story for 75 years. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back into Panhandle Live. It is the Wednesday edition. Jordan Warner on vacation, but I'm sure he's going to live in regret that he's missing our next guest. We've been following the progress of Miss West Virginia, Elizabeth Lynch. Uh, first of all, let me just let folks know that uh, Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton & Janelle. They're your full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to your needs. You can visit Sutton & Janelle's new historic location in downtown Martinsburg, 224 West King Street. Or online, SuttonandJanelle.com at any time. We appreciate their support of local radio. And we've been really happy to kind of be, be a landing spot uh, radio-wise for uh, Elizabeth Lynch, Miss West Virginia, who joins us in studio right now. Welcome in. Good morning. Good morning. little under the weather, I understand, but you've been all around. Yes, absolutely. We haven't stopped going for the last week. Um, so it's been nice just to kind of sleep a little bit. I bet. Uh, you know, I had I, I kept thinking about this, and, and I was telling you, Jordan and I were texting each other the, the night of Miss America, just frantically. It, bring us to that night. Tell us what that experience was like. You know, I mean, so we had been doing preliminary nights the whole week, um, so just individual competition, and this insane calm had washed over me. And it was like, you know, at the end of the day, I get to come home and I get to be Miss West Virginia. I still get to have the coolest job no matter what. So it, it doesn't really matter what happens as long as I go out there and I just give it everything that I have and call it a day. So finals night came and I was just excited to be there. I did my opening number and I didn't mess up, which was good because I can't dance. Uh, so that was <laughs> hilarious. Um, and then we just kind of stood there on stage and waited for them to call the top 10. And I, I wasn't expecting to hear anything. So during rehearsal, I didn't listen to where we were supposed to go. Like, so if you make top 10, are you, you're supposed to walk here, then you go here. I didn't, did I didn't you think it wasn't going to relate, apply to you? No, no, not at all. <laughs> um, and not because like, I didn't think I was good enough or anything like that. I just, you know, there's so many wonderful women that compete with you and they're all top notch. They're cream of the crop. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm great, but you know, it's okay if that doesn't happen. So I just didn't listen. Uh, but <laughs> they called my name first wow. and I dropped down behind everybody else and, it's like, oh my gosh, like that's that's me. That they just called my name. So the girls in front of me had to grab me and like try to push me towards the front wow. to get that's me insane. out there because I had no idea what was going on. So uh Parker Stone joins us too because he likes a good competition. You have any questions for Miss West Virginia? So what was like the prelims like? Was it nerve wracking? Was it just like you like, all right, it's because a lot of times you're in events and stuff and you're like, all right, I've got to go through this to go to the finals to go to this. Were the prelims really nerve wracking for you or were you pretty calm throughout all that? What do you think? 
Oh, I mean, definitely calm. And I think I had prepared so much, you know, definitely being here, being, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, interviewed by the radio. Um, but I had prepared so much that they couldn't ask me anything that I wouldn't know. They couldn't, mm-hmm. you know, throw anything at me that would have stopped me at that point. And at the end of the day, I'm there to get my message out. I'm there to talk about agriculture, talk about our American farmers. And I did that. And I was so excited. I remember after the preliminary red carpet event. So we walked the red carpet. We got to um, answer a question like we were actually on the red carpet. And then you would walk off the stage. I finished that preliminary part of my competition. I walked off the stage and I stood on the steps and I just sobbed. And I was like, and that emotion just kind of came out of nowhere. I just cried and I was like, what is happening right now? But it was just because I was excited. You know, I, I, I did it. I was on the Miss America stage. And at that moment, like nothing else mattered. You know, I was just so excited. Miss Rhode Island came over, wiped my tears and kissed Aww. the top of my head and go on, honey, like get on your way. Um, <laughs> but it was just um, a very surreal moment, very exciting moment. And I just kind of was excited to be there. I was calm the whole time. You know, we were able to kind of follow that night and that, you know, she's in the top 11, she's in the top seven, she's in the top five, because you had your aunt there, your relatives, all your whole family, and your aunt in particular was posting to the South Berkeley yes. page, which was just lovely for those of us in the community. Um, but how important was that to have that home? Oh. T- could you even, could you see oh, them? Oh, I could see a lot of them, which was really cool, because usually on the stage, the lights are so in your eyes that you can't see anyone but I could pick everyone out. That's and awesome. And so just seeing them. And the, what was even cooler is that in the top 10, once you made the top 10, they brought your parents up and your parents sat on the stage oh. with you. That's awesome. So you turn around after a phase of competition and they're right there. And my mom is just bawling and my dad <laughs> is crying. And so after a, a portion of competition, I can walk over and just hold their hands and like thank them. And that, it was the coolest thing ever. That's wow. awesome. It just made the experience so much better. Okay, so I have to ask, because obviously, you know, Miss America, the pinnacle of the competition, you did uh, better than any other Miss West Virginia since, I believe, it was 1964, uh, getting into the top five, which is a huge accomplishment. Um, You you gave a great face to West Virginia and agriculture in general. Great ambassador. Can't say that enough. But as you said, that kind of calm that washed over you was because... You had goals, and one of those goals was no matter if you made it all the way to the top, scholarship money would be there, and you'd continue following through on your goal to get a Ph.D. So talk about next steps. Yes, ma'am. So I have the next year, or the next six months, actually, as Miss West Virginia. It's going to go by so fast. Um, And the goal is just to kind of put as much time and effort into that as possible. Um, I only get this job once, so I might as well go full out on it. And then after that, I start school again. So I've got four more years left for my Ph.D. And then I continue to do research with that. And then once I do get that degree, you know, fingers crossed, nothing else happens. um, I would like to become a professor. So I still have got I've got a plan. I've got my goals and I just have to keep going. So through the Miss West Virginia organization and now the Miss America organization, how much of your education has been paid for? Um. (laughs) So I'm not going to pay a dime for it. Wow. That's insane. So 10 years of college once I'm done, completely debt-free, due in part to the Miss America and Miss West Virginia organization. Not that that wasn't a, a ton of hard work. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Um, and, and it continues. As you mentioned, you still have, uh, I, I don't want to call it obligations, but you still have places that you're going to be as part of the Miss West Virginia organization. Yes, so that job continues, that 
work continues. And I say all the time, so the Miss America organization, or pardon me, the Miss America competition is only one week. That is, it's only one week in my entire year as Miss West Virginia. So it doesn't matter what happens during that week. It doesn't matter how that goes. I still have, I still have a job to do. I'm still serving the people of West Virginia, and that means more than anything else could. Is it going to look any different um, this next six months than it did prior to Miss America? Will you still be doing your Farmer Fridays? Mm-hmm. Yep, still doing Farmer Fridays, still trying to make sure that I can visit as many farms and farmers markets as possible and talk to our agriculturists first. Um, but the appearance requests are just rolling in like crazy right now. So they're um, ramped up after oh, your appearance on Miss America. January's booked. Wow. I've got uh, dates all the way up until March already. Wow, Parker, I'm glad we could get her in, you know, before her yeah, dance card completely filled up. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. So what's the uh, next stops for you? Like uh, throughout the month of December and into January, what's some of the big highlight spots? Right. So December's done. Like I'm going to take the rest of December to kind of sleep. Well, deserved. Um, as you, as you I should. I need to. I need to. We still haven't Christmas shopped at all. So we're oh still gosh. dealing with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but, mom, dad, this plaque that I got, the third runner up. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> no, I definitely want to make sure that they're taken care of too because they've done so much for me. But um, our first stop, I've got Miss Tri State area, which is our one of our local competitions. That's January 7th. Um, so if anybody out there is listening and you are between the ages of, what is it, 14 to 26? Oh, sorry, me, thir- 13 to 26, and you're interested in competing and gaining scholarships to the Miss America organization, don't be afraid to shoot me a message on Facebook. We'd love to have you. We'd love to have you join. Um, so we've got that. Um, and then I know I'm competing, or not, pardon me, not competing, but I'm speaking as a keynote speaker at a couple of different Farm Bureau meetings uh, throughout the state. And I also I have to travel to Georgia to do a conference. I'm speaking at a poultry conference. Um, so I'm just using that and... It's, it's going to be really good, really packed all the time, but again, worth every minute of it. Is it surreal that you're getting invitations to, you know, because obviously you, you want to be a professor and, and you have a great uh, uh, manner about speaking and presenting, you, you know, your uh, monologue was terrific. That was a mini lesson also. Um, but is it bizarre that, that these professional bodies also want to hear from you? It's so weird. Um, I've always loved listening to keynote speakers, and I thought that, that was like the coolest job ever because you're getting paid to speak about you or your life experiences. Like, how neat would that be? And now here I am getting asked to do just that. All right, I want to give Elizabeth Lynch, Miss West Virginia, also a Berkeley County native, a chance to speak to the community. Um, what do you want to tell the folks over this past year plus? Because, you know, you started in this organization a bit ago. Um, about how you feel about their support. Oh, first and foremost, thank you. I'll, I'll thank you so much. I don't think I could have gotten anywhere without their support, without your love. Um, and it doesn't. It didn't even have to be monetary support. It could just be, hey, congratulations, or hey, good luck on this. That's that's it. That's all I needed to know to to actually do my job and do it well. Is that my community was rallied behind me. So thank you so much. Now that you're home, you think mom's going to make you go schlep to the grocery store? Hey, I'm cool with that. My mom and I hang out all the time. So <laughs> we're best friends. We, we can go do that together. Any hey. other questions, Parker? Uh, just congratulations. Thank Welcome you. back. And get, get you some sleep. I'm sure you I'm sure you need some sleep after yes. all the things that's been going on. And what about like the entire Miss America competition? What, what's some of the bigger things you pulled out of being in Miss America that week? Oh, 
so many things, so many lessons, I think. Um, I've always told myself that I'm not really good at making friends, and I know how that's so silly sounding, um, but I just am actually really good at it. Um, I'm pretty nice, I think. Shocker. You know? <laughs> um, but I made so many great connections and so many great friends like Rhode Island, uh, Utah, New Mexico. They're, we're in a group chat right now, um, and we talk all the time. Um, but just being able to know that I have that ability and I've got friends in every state in the nation now, which is the coolest thing. Um, and just kind of understanding that that, even though that was such a small blip in my experience, it was the coolest thing I could have ever, ever had the opportunity to do. I mean, my face was on a billboard in Times Square. Like, I just, taking in every single moment and appreciating where I was in that moment is also something that I'm going to be able to take with me no matter where I go. Miss West Virginia, Elizabeth Lynch, thank you for letting us be a small part of your of your journey. Thank you. I appreciate it. More Panhandle Live after this quick break. You're listening to Panhandle Live on the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live, the voice of the Panhandle. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marcia Kavalik. Welcome back in. That was a cool segment, huh, Parker? Yeah, it was. I heard this uh, song come on and made me immediately think of Shrek, so that kind of <laughs> dates myself there. So, See, I think about my wedding because this was one of the songs we had at our reception. No I, way. It's one of my absolute favorite songs. That's why it's in the bumper rotation. Oh, yeah, a little, little Marsha selection there. That's right. There uh, you go. Bride request. There you go. <laughs> Love it. Anyway, so uh, you've had an eventful December. Uh, you know, obviously, I think... I don't know if we talked much about it on Panhead Alive, but the last snowstorm that we had, um, <laughs> we had a, a, a welfare check on young Parker because yeah. we, we thought you'd be coming in a little earlier and Rona got a little concerned because she couldn't uh, raise you on the phone and you were in the hotel um, across the way, a Holiday Inn. Mm-hmm. No one was answering. She knocked. She drove back over, knocked on your door, still no answer. We called the Martinsburg Police Department for a welfare check. <laughs> they knocked. You didn't respond to them. <laughs> and they couldn't, like, knock down the door because, it, you know, you weren't an infirm person or a young person. I am young and in good health, apparently, Right. So, um, so they, they leave the, um, what do they call it, the little, the bars that they use, the big ramming, ramming the, rods, whatever. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Battering rams. Battering ram, yeah. yes. <clears throat> they, they had to leave that in the vehicle, I guess. But, um... Parker alive and well just hadn't set his alarm because he wasn't ready to hadn't set his alarm till later because you yeah. we weren't gonna roll in till seven. See, my my whole thought process <laughs> was okay, since my drive to the office diminished from twenty minutes, because I drive up from Winchester. So my thought was okay, since I'm two minutes down the road of the holiday and across the street, I'll wake up at seven o'clock. And I, I didn't sleep. The, crazy enough, I fell asleep late that night. I, I don't know. I had a hard time just falling asleep in the hotel bed. But I ended up falling asleep. I get up at 7, and I kid you not, I, I pick up my phone, hit hit my phone, and I see there are 11 missed calls, 20 missed texts. <laughs> it's everybody going, where are you? We thought you were dead. Are you alive? You still Where okay, are you alive? Buddy? Where are you? We've been looking for you. And I'm just... Guys, I slept. I come in at seven twenty. I said, "Guys, I just slept in a little bit. It's 
I'm okay. <laughs> nice affirmation to know people missed you at work. I, when you're not I get. I guess some, at least some people in this office like <laughs> me a little bit, which is, I guess it's settling to know. But I, I guess, I well, guess. Well, I appreciate the welfare and concern not only you but Rona had and everyone else had that I was okay. Unfortunately, the the minor G uh, Christmas party gods did not favor you at the last white elephant that we we had our Christmas party. Gosh, was it? It was. T- Monday. 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 Mm-hmm. And um, so we had this great catered meal from Captain Bender's that was that was stellar. And then anyone who wanted to participate could bring in a gift, mm-hmm. you know, white elephant wrapped or whatever. Not white elephant, but like um, something nice. And um, and then we drew numbers and people could go up and pick a gift and mm-hmm. other folks could steal that gift. You got your gift stolen three times. Well, how it initially started, well, I'll, I'll say this. You know, people care about you on, on uh, last week and then go ahead and take presents from you <laughs> the next week. But Low, that's how it works. How the worm turns. How, how the world turns on you quickly. <laughs> but, yeah, so we started off, we drew the numbers. We started with number one, and the I think, yeah, Bob started us off. Mm-hmm. He got his gift, and then I ended up stealing Jared's gift, which was, it was some, like, lavender soap, like a back heating pad yeah, and stuff was like it- that. Like a little massage kit. It was pretty yeah. nice. Yeah, a it lot of people, that, that one was probably the gift that everyone wanted. That and was the gift of the white elephant this so year. You stole that from Jared. Yes. And then you thought, well, this is good. I can re-gift this, right? Or enjoy it myself. Well, mm-hmm. no, wait. Oh, I missed all. I, mean, I stole it from Susan. That's who I stole it from. Oh, so Susan had got yeah, it from Susan had got it. And then I stole it from Susan. And then I believe, I can, it ended up going to Wendy, I think. Is who Someone else getting. had it, and then Johnny I, got, I had it got stole it. twice. Yeah, Johnny had it. At, yeah, Johnny got it at the end. That's right. Johnny stole it because from he Wendy wanted it for his because he got it for Susan. Mm-hmm. So, right. so mm-hmm. eventually it made its way back over to Susan. So I pulled three gifts, and eventually I ended up with Mar- Marsha and I did a little trade together. So I ended up getting the gift that I originally bought, which was a <laughs> it's a hot sauce pack. So it's like it goes. Up I didn't realize you had bought that. That was that was, that was the, the gift the that sriracha. I bought. You know why I couldn't have that? Because you... it would kill me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't see you as a spicy food person, Marsha. Right, you don't. So you don't strike me as that. I was that... happy to make that um, after party uh, trade with you. That'll work. You can make eggs, and I'll uh, do the hot ones challenge here. That was the uh, joke on uh, Luke Jordan. And I have joked on Panhandle Sports Live us doing a hot ones challenge. Just mm. get some chips and put that on there, and. Maybe have someone call in at about 8.30 for Panhandle Sports Live. We'll have a little Hot Ones challenge with them or have somebody come in. So, yeah, that might be something on the cards. But it was a uh, Christmas to remember here in the office for sure. Absolutely. So, um, got any big plans? You heading back home? Um, Yeah, I start my vacation this Friday. And I will not be back until after the new year. So, I'm excited to see my family. It's been a while since we've had a long period of time together. It's going to be super fun. I'm really excited. What about you? You have any fun plans, Marsha? Um, yeah, my all my girls will be here. Oh, that's so the best. I'm very excited about that's that. That's the best. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks for sitting in with me and, and uh, helping out with the interview. And you can hear Parker and the crew uh, 8 o'clock tomorrow morning on Panhandle Sports Live. You're listening to Panhandle Live on Panhandle News Network. WEPM Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here, too.